everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Serial Killers Cafe. I'm your host, Stephanie, here with my co-host, Ariel. Hi, guys. Happy Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we are all hanging in there. Yeah. All we can do. This is episode 27. Get excited, guys. We are flying through these. Wow, I'm loving there, it. Man. All right. So today... Uh, I'm back in my David's Tea Kick. I'm drinking this one called Caribbean Crush. It is like a light sweet. It's good. really good. I'm definitely going to have to bring some to Ariel when quarantine yes, is please. over. This is delish. Yes. Uh, what are you drinking, Ariel? Are you sticking with your coffee? Um, I, I'm not, only because um, I'm a little dehydrated here. But unlike Stephanie, I can't just like chug straight water. Like, I don't, I just can't. So love I have water. I water. love water. I know, you really do. And I think that's so wonderful. I do not. Um, however, <laughs> seltzer water I love, which I hear is an acquired taste. A lot of people are like, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard. Um, and it's funny because I just got into an argument with my husband because he's like, you're dehydrated because all you drink is seltzer water. And I'm like, that's literally not a thing. It's the exact same thing as water. And he's like, no, it's not the same thing. So me Googling, is seltzer water as hydrating as regular water? And guess what, bitches? It is. So... <laughs> And by bitches, she means her husband, not you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Accurate. Um, Yeah. Okay. So today we are talking about Terry Blair. Um, He is a super fucked up dude. Um, So this is a really, this guy was insanely interesting. Um, So just to give you a little lowdown, um, all his crimes basically took place in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, he is currently serving life imprisonment without parole and, uh, we're going to get into it, but, uh, he originally had killed his pregnant ex-girlfriend in 1982, was sent to prison, was released early, and then went on to kill eight more people. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was uh, released early? Why? So his, so for killing his pregnant ex-girlfriend, he got 26 years. He was released after 21 years and then literally, like, almost immediately killed eight women as soon as he was released. Oh, my God. So, um, this guy, like I said... He sat in prison for 21 years and just fucking planned and plotted. Like, this this was not his rehabilitation. This was his time to just sit there and figure out how many people he can possibly kill in a short amount of time. Yeah, so there's actually, um, and I'll read the quote a little later because it it won't make sense probably to you now, Um, but uh, I'm going to jump into his early life. So just so you guys are aware, he's currently 58. So again, not super old at all. Um, Mm -hmm. He was born September 16th of 1961. Um, he was born into a family which had tons of encounters with the criminal justice system. Um, He was the fourth oldest sibling of 10 he so he had 10 uh, nine siblings which is like oh my god i'd lose my mind can you imagine having not we're having 10 kids first of all (laughs) just crazy to me the answer is no his mother had only finished the ninth grade and suffered from mental illness so that definitely played a part in his upbringing for sure um he was in jail on a separate incident, so they didn't say what it was. I'm guessing it was one of those petty crimes that we've talked about most of our serial killers originally being jailed for. Um, 
there was a guy or his brother, Walter Blair Jr., met a man who offered to pay him $6,000 to kill this lady named Catherine Joe Allen so she couldn't testify at his rape trial. Blair actually confessed to abducting Allen from her apartment and then took her to a vacant lot and shot her. He was convicted of murder and executed in 1993. So like I said, many run-ins with the law, like this is his brother. So his brother was already in jail and executed for murdering someone. His half-brother, Clifford Miller, was convicted in 1992 of abducting a woman from a bar. He actually shot her in the arm, drove her to an abandoned house, raped her repeatedly, beat her until she passed out. She suffered a gunshot wound, fractured skull, broken jaw, and broken cheekbones. Spent two months in the hospital recovering. Yes, guys, she recovered. He was sentenced to two life sentences plus 240 years for charges including kidnapping and forcible sodomy. Now, hold on. I need to interrupt you here because this bothers me. Now, I love that he got 240 years um, for kidnapping and sodomy and all that good stuff. But the, what is his first name? Blair? Um, He. No, this is Clifford. This is the half-brother. Right. No, but I'm saying the guy that we're covering, he went to prison for killing his girlfriend and unborn child and served 21 years. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You know, like, that just... Uh, I just don't understand the justice system at all. It's really what it comes down to. Um, okay, so I'm sorry. that I had to say that because it just bugs the crap out of me that, like, his brother... I mean, I think his brother should have gotten this sentence. That's great because he should never see the light of day again. But, like, how come he didn't get that sentence? Yeah. How come he was allowed to get out? Because now he's gone and killed eight freaking other people. And his mother... Janice Blair, fatally shot Elton Gray, um, but was sentenced to probation after entering an Alford plea. And just so you guys know, an Alford plea in U.S. law is a guilty plea in criminal court whereby, like, the defendant in the case does not admit to the criminal act and actually asserts innocence. So I'm very confused by this. So if anyone knows more, actually, Ariel, maybe this is a great question to ask your husband. Because it just sounds like she's saying, hey, I'm innocent. I'm not saying anything. And they were like, okay, you get probation. That's literally what this sounded like when I read it. And I was so confused. Because it's like, how can it be a guilty plea if I don't understand. It says you're formally pleading guilty while still asserting innocence. So I don't... Are you saying you're guilty? Maybe she's saying she's guilty of something, but not that. And that's why. So... Even then... But mind you, now this is three people in his family that have killed people. So, like, clearly he does not have some great role models showing him the way. set up for disaster. So... Then comes the murder of Angela Monroe, which is his pregnant ex-girlfriend. This happened in 1982. She was the mother of two of his children and pregnant with his third. He was sentenced to tw- oh, sorry, 25 years imprisonment for the murder, but was released on parole after serving 21 years. According to the court records, the reason he killed her was that he was angry that she was performing acts of prostitution. All right, so basically everyone in his life... Oh, look, it says it right here. He avoided the death penalty by agreeing to waive his right to a jury trial. So basically he said, I don't need a jury to come in and tell me what it is. Um, I'll just take whatever you give me. And that's how he avoided the death penalty. So, like I said, he was released early after 21 years and then was convicted of killing six more women, though they assume he killed at least eight or more. Oh, my gosh. Um, so he was <laughs> sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole for those six murders, but like those could have been avoided 
seriously in the first place just throw that out these women would be alive right now essentially yeah so if you want to go over his victims unfortunately there was not a lot about them it really just gave their name their age and then basically when 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 or around they died there wasn't actually a lot of information on terry at all but i just thought he was interesting because he literally murdered someone and then got out and just murdered a bunch more people and everyone was like that sucks and (laughs) also his whole family are murderers yes literally yeah I don't understand. So I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go through and name his victims um, and when they died because I just think that their names should be fed. Just so know it's, they Anna died Hall- on or before because a lot of these are like almost the same date. So we don't know if they all died in the same like week or month, but like basically it was on or around this time. So this all happened very quickly. Yes, very um, quickly. All right. So Anna Ewing mm-hmm. died on or before July 14th, 2004. And then uh, we jumped to September 2nd, 2004, Patricia Wilson. Oh, Patricia Wilson Butler, I'm sorry. Uh, September 2nd. And then also possibly September 2nd in that area is Sheila McKenzie. And then September 4th, we have Darcy Williams. And then again, September 4th, so, you know, in that general area, guys, uh, Carmen Hunt. And then also in the time, you know, about September 2nd to September 4th, um, Claudette Juniel, Juniel. I would say that's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know I butcher people's names. I'm really sorry. Um, um, he so Blair was also accused um, in a couple other murders. Um, one of Sandra Reed and another of Amelia Harris. Uh, and then also he had some additional assault charges and some more rapes. But they were also um, dropped. Those extra. They were all yeah. These were all dropped. And just, you know, like, his age range for victims, like, wasn't close. Like, Darcy Williams was 25, but Patricia Butler was 58. So he was, like, it It wasn't... I feel like when you watch TV and stuff, a lot of them are like, oh, serial killers, they have, like, a specific age and a specific... And, like, a lot of the ones we have covered don't seem to have, like, don't seem to care about age so much. Um, right. They just, like, go for it. I mean, like, Paul Runge literally was like, oh, look at this 10-year-old. I'll do that. Like, whereas when you watch a lot of TV, they're like, oh, well, they wouldn't do a 10-year-old because a 10-year-old's not, like, what they like. It seems like yeah, a lot of these serial killers don't seem to care. If it's a crime of opportunity, they're going to take it. Right. So, and, and again, it's a like, lot of that is because, so I don't know about you, but so basically what we do is we're like, okay, you pick three serial killers, I'll pick three serial killers. So I just go through and just like Google random serial killers. Mm-hmm, um, but so what I think is, so the main reason that our serial killers that we cover um, tend to have like not very distinct MOs is because these are not the guys that are covered by the news. You know, these are not the John Wayne Gacy. These are not the Ted Bunnies. Like, because those, they all have very, very specific MOs. They do things a very certain way where a lot of people we cover, I mean, they're serial killers for the sense that they've killed more than three people. Right. Um, but a lot of them, like, I mean, this guy, it kind of just seems like, yeah, I was in his blood and his family, you know, really not great. And several of them committed murder, but it doesn't seem like this was like a planned out, calculated thing other than he sat in prison getting angry and was like that's it i'm gonna kill everyone when i get out of here 
Yeah. And like Ariel said, I mean, we choose these people because they're not covered by the news. Like we want, we want to talk about the ones that like, we don't know about, like, we don't know about these people before we research most of them. And obviously, yes, we love like Ted Bundy and all the really, you know, big ones of dating game killer Rodney Alcala. Like those are obviously interesting. Everyone knows about them. So we do want to cover those, but we also like finding the ones we don't know about because obviously like everyone could anyone in the world could tell you who that Ted Bundy is a serial killer and that he killed a bunch of people and he was super charming and Zac Efron played him in a Netflix series (laughs) like anyone in the world could probably tell you that for the most part yeah whereas like no one no one would be like oh Terry Blair I was watching a Criminal Minds episode the other day and some guy they were talking about some serial killer who had killed like I don't know shit like over like 50 people over a period of like 40 years and the kid they were like in a classroom the kid was like oh how how come I haven't heard of it and he's like there's a lot he's like oh have you heard of this and you name like six guys he's like no he's like yeah they're all serial killers like it's just sometimes one just hits the news and that's what people focus on so a lot of these people are serial killers they just didn't make the news like others so that's why we definitely focus on those because there's so many of them out there it's not it's scary how many of them are out there and especially how many of them killed in the same time period well, Remember when we did the California ones and there was like three guys killing in the same highway in the 80s and we were yes. like, what the fuck? Like, what? Yes, like, it's crazy. Even now, there's like up to 20 active serial killers like in the country at any time. I read an article the other day that said that we're due for a new surge of really big serial killers because it's been a while. And I was like, what does that mean? We're like, due. What do you mean we're due? They, are, they never left. Add that to your schedule, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, things to be warned about. Um, and just so we should know, um, these victims all died of strangulation and a broken neck. So, oh, again, yeah. like we've talked about, gotta be very strong. Like, you know, it's not very... I know they make it look really simple, like you snap your fingers and someone's neck breaks on TV, but, like, it's actually yeah, not... Wrong. It's very... It's, it's a lot of strength. It's a lot of forcing someone. And it didn't say if he broke their neck before or after, but I'm assuming he strangled them and then broke their neck, which ultimately killed them. That was my guess. There was... Right. Like I said, there wasn't a ton of info on him, but I was just fascinated because, like, his whole family was murderers. He was a murderer. Then he got out and murdered a sh- And I was like, holy crap, this is, like... This is, like, literally, like, a triad of, like, fucked up shit. And everyone was like, ugh, that's yeah. terrible. <laughs> like, the mom got out. Like, one brother died. One brother finally got into jail in the first place. And then the mom's like, eh, whatevs. And this guy gets out. It's just, you don't see that many murders in with so many people in one family. It's That's just yeah. not common. Like, usually you have really, you're nervous because your son's, like, super fucked up. But it's not usually like, oh, the brother and the half-brother and the mom and the other son all killed people right it's that's really not common so i want to know why a movie hasn't been made about this yet like this is some hollywood shit (laughs) so um just so you know he is featured in the episodes of a serial killer calls and the killer speaks on the show the first 48 that's all so he is in there but um no 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 actual movies so, do you want to go over the trial and imprisonment? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so, this is, we're now in October of 2004. Which, remember, not, not that long ago. Eight, we're talking, no, what, six years? Long. Oh, my God. I'm so bad at math. Every time I do this. Not six years. Wow. Oh, sorry. 16. I'm sorry. <laughs> 16. Stephanie, stop doing math right now. Okay. <laughs> Stephanie, learn the year. <laughs> we're in 2020. <laughs> Anyways, October 15, 2004, Terry Blair is charged with eight counts of first-degree murder, 
one count of first degree assault and three counts. Uh, I don't know why it seems to be said, but forcible rape as opposed to what? Um, I can't remember why. I know there's a difference. I'm going to check it actually because I wrote it down okay, and then. find out what the difference is. Um, but so two of the murder charges. So this would be for Sandra Reed and Amelia Harris. We talked about. They end up being dropped um, just for lack of evidence, which is really unfortunate. And also the rape and assault charges were dropped. So, I mean, that's unfortunate. But um, so the murders came to light when a caller informed 911 emergency of dead bodies and claimed responsibility for the killings. So the quote caller stated that the reason the individuals were killed was that they were prostitutes and therefore they were scum. Investigators were not able to tie Blair to the phone call, um, but however, they did uh, were able to triangulate like the area, and it was near where he lived. So, like most likely, it was him. <laughs> um, uh, just uh, back to the forcible rape. I think they just updated the term from rape to forcible rape because it doesn't look like there's a difference. It looks like um, in the past, like probably. 20 to 30 like it like the department of justice has a forcible rape but it's exactly what rape is so i'm guessing like there's not like a good yeah it says perhaps the best one form of rape is forcible rape so they're the same thing i'm guessing there's just some people use rape and some use forcible rape it might be like a state thing right like just the way it's like set in their laws yeah right, right, right. um but there is not a difference so that's at least good because well, that would be really yeah. good <laughs> um all right so most of the evidence in these cases was circumstantial However, one of the victims, they actually did get a DNA match from semen that was found, Blair, um, from Blair's semen that was found in the victim. So, I mean, of course, his defense stated, well, oh, that just means that he had sex with the victim. They're prostitutes. Like, there's nothing wrong with him having sex. It doesn't mean he killed them. Um, but however... They literally said, oh, she probably just didn't clean up after. I'm like, what? Like right. But the best part is the prosecution was like, Hi, good try, except for she certainly didn't um, clean up. Oh, my gosh. She didn't clean up after herself. So you must have been the last to see her alive. Eh, that doesn't really make sense. That's like a terrible argument. Yeah, that's a terrible argument. But And so at this point, Blair is just keeps saying, like, nope, nope, nope. Wasn't me, wasn't me. Um, and he just stood by his innocence for a very long time. Yeah. However, because yeah, this was in 2004 um, and he didn't actually get charged until 2008. So this was like four years of him right. being like, good luck, suckers. <laughs> yeah. And so unlike um, a couple other killers that we've covered, he um, they were going to seek the death penalty. But instead of getting that, he waived his right to a jury trial. So essentially, that just means that there was a judge that made the decision. Yep. Uh, and he ends up being sentenced to six life sentences with zero possibility of parole for all six murders. So, again, there were more than six, but these are the ones that actually stuck. Right. Which, again, super common. We see that pretty much in almost every serial killer. I don't think we've ever read of a serial killer who's gotten charged for every single every victim single that one. they've ever. Like, usually there's always, like, like even our last one. And they were like, oh, oh, sorry, Paul Runge. Oh, sorry. Uh, he's already in jail, so, like screw the fact that he killed these other two people even though we know he killed these other two people like still didn't get charged yeah, for it well that's just i don't like that they still need to be right i know we're still very mad like, about that um so it looks like blair is currently 
serving time in the Potosi Correctional Center uh, in Missouri. Yep. So, Steph, you want to talk about these 911 calls that he made? Yeah, I'm actually going to read it to you guys. Um, I had found this. Um, Just so you guys know, as most serial killers, he did appeal his conviction, but was denied in August of 2009. So, when I I was researching him, there was actually, like, someone actually, like, posted the transcript from the 911 calls. So, that's what I'm going to read you guys. So, in the 911 calls, which were played by the defense in the courtroom... Um, the caller who had like a slight accent tells the dispatcher immediately in the first call that he wants to report a dead body. He tells precisely where the body can be found down to the color of the house. So this is the dispatcher. How do you know a dead body is there? He says, I put it there. When asked to give a name, he says, oh no, and then repeats where the body is. And then he says, look up under the branches, under, look up under the branches, under the bushes by the alley. He says, it's an abandoned house. It's red. The body has been there for two months. The dispatcher, oh. the dispatcher is like, cool, do, like, uh, do you know the victim's name? He says no. She's a prostitute. So were the other two. So then the dispatcher oh. is like, you killed them too? And he's like, yeah. Dispatcher asks how we killed them. Oh, you strangled her? He hangs up. Calls again. So this guy's like one ballsy ass, like most of them. Mm-hmm. Very cocky right now. Calls again the next day, says he wants to report two more bodies of prostitutes and calls them scum. So uh, it's a disgrace is what he said. Um, He says one of the bodies had been there for a week and is actually starting to stink. Doesn't give his name, but says he can be referred to as Scott and that he'll call the next day and that there's actually six more bodies to be found. So now Terry Blair is literally calling in his own 911 calls and like taunting the police and being like yeah i'm not telling you who i am but i am literally telling you about all these victims like good luck and and he does it over numerous days so it's like he's very much so enjoying himself right now because he's continually making calls um so guys i am a former uh, 911 dispatcher okay so i can like so put myself in the position of this poor dispatcher and just being like what the actual fuck like that i can't even imagine getting that call and then of course like he hangs up and all you want you just want to be able to help and figure out what's going on and so he must have been calling from pay phones i say this because if you call from a house phone or even a cell phone um it's almost immediate that they can find your location if a house phone it is like they know exactly where you are um, a cell phone, it kind of depends on the cell phone. It depends if it's a real one, if it's uh, one of those prepaid ones. Like, there's certain issues, but a lot of the times, um, if someone would just say, you know, what's going on, and I was able to find out where they were and dispatch whoever needs to be dispatched there. Um, but so I just can't imagine getting these calls and, I mean, just essentially feeling like you can't do anything about it. And they're also already dead, so you don't know who they are right like you and you know there's more so you're like okay but are any of them alive you don't know like he's just taunting you and basically they had asked like the prosecution was like okay so do you know like could it be him with his voice disguised no one actually did an analysis to see like he was already being charged there was other evidence that they had gotten him on so i don't think they probably felt the need to like go further in depth to confirm it was his voice because that's not 
which I'm assuming if they didn't have as much, they probably would have because it, it would have right. nailed him if he was like obviously being like, yeah, I killed them all. Hello. My confession is on your 911 call, you morons. But yeah, right. Um, I, he just like we've talked about. I mean, yeah, some serial killers are sloppy, like our last serial killer, um, Quincy Allen. Other serial killers are very calculated. Oh, the shotgun guy. Oh, my God. That's Quincy Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are or and others are just so organized and calculated that like they have a no remorse and b have no literally like they just don't care they're so confident and so proud of what they've done that he's literally like haha i'm calling you to tell you i killed these people and you still don't know who i am like you suck that's pretty much like what he's trying to do and like I said, uh, we don't really have anything else on him. He is in the 48 Hours episodes, a serial killer calls and the killer speaks. So I'm assuming at some point they went back and did an analysis, but it's not something they used when they charged him and convicted him. I definitely need to watch these now. So, um, yes, definitely check those out. And I will post that uh, when we post this episode so that you can go check them out. Like, I'll post the names of the episodes. Um, and if I can find a link, I will obviously definitely add a link. Um, yeah. Like I said, that's all we have for Terry Blair. There really wasn't a ton about him. But like I said, so what was so fascinating was that there were so many killers in his family, like straight-up murderers in his family. And then you wonder, like, are they together? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, did he run into his half brother? Cause it's, and then I get, um, it's even like what sometimes when I watch TV shows and I'm like, I want more. That's how I feel sometimes when I do these serial killers, like the internet just doesn't give me enough, but then that's, that's also why Ariel and I cover it. We try and find what we can and we give you that information cause we find it interesting. But Terry Blair was definitely a special, uh, breed. I mean, they all are, but he was just to be raised around a bunch of murderers. Like, I'm so intrigued to know what about his other six siblings? Like, did they all all also kill people and just not get charged? Did any of them go on to live a normal life? Are they all like, where are they now? Where are they now? Right. And again, like Ariel said, I mean, he's super interesting. And like, especially with so many of his family being murderers, this would have been a great movie or, you know, documentary or whatever. And like, no one's ever heard of him. I've no, well, apparently they have because he's on the first 48. But before today, I had not heard of him before I researched him. Okay. So, yeah, that's all we got for Terry Blair, guys. All right, cool. So, as usual, like, rate, uh, comment, whatever. Um, and happy Friday. See you next week. Well, we'll talk to you next week.